Hello, welcome to BioBased Radio, a podcast promoting a more sustainable future through conversations with industry, university, and environmentalists. Today, our host, Denny Hall, is talking with Kate Lewis, Deputy Program Manager with the USDA BioPreferred Program. Hi, I'm Denny Hall, host of BioBased Radio and director of OPIC, the Bioproducts Innovation Center here at The Ohio State University. Today, Kate and I talk about how she turned a communications degree into a career at USDA's BioPreferred program. We'll talk about what bioproducts are, which ones are USDA certified, her advice for people wanting to get more involved with bioproducts, and why you should rip the knob off your radio. So how is it that someone with a degree in rhetoric and communications finds themselves <laughs> at USDA BioPreferred? You know, that's a really interesting question. And at the point in my career where I am, I think a lot about that now. I've just had the most unique opportunity to work on voluntary initiatives in two regulatory-based agencies. I started my career at US EPA, and then I moved nine years ago to USDA. And in both these federal jobs, I really feel like I, I could not have landed anywhere better. You know, I think it's really cool. And you know, I've, I've talked with you about this in the past, your work with Energy Star. I really appreciated and was stretched so much in the 15 years I worked at the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency on the Energy Star program. I have to believe that USDA BioPreferred was feeling really fortunate to have attracted you over to that program. I thought that there was a great advantage in continuing my work on voluntary initiatives in a space that was similar to energy efficiency in that it was environmental in focus, but it was a focus on a different type of industry that was really growing in the early part of this 21st century, and that was the importance and advantages and value propositions of renewable products. And, and that's what bio-based products are. They're, they're products that are made from renewable agricultural materials. Let's talk about the BioPreferred program. Tell us about the label, and maybe let's start with the voluntary label, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about preferred procurement. Many consumers interact with bio-based products in their workplaces or at home, and they, they don't even realize it. These are products that are, are renewable in that an agricultural feedstock is modified chemically and it's, it's used in significant amount in all different kinds of products. And so what USDA did in moving the program forward was they initiated in 2011 a certification and a label so that the buyer, whether it's a commercial buyer or consumer, would first increase their understanding about what a bio-based product was. And so BioPreferred implements an initiative where USDA works with manufacturers to voluntary 
certify the bio-based content of a particular product. And there are anywhere from 20 to 50,000 products on the market that are bio-based. Our program has certified 3,500 products in more than 100 different categories. That's 3,500 products in 100 categories. What might be some brand names or some products that people might recognize? What's very interesting is that these bio-based products are used across markets. Brands of product that that the federal government uses, brands that are B2B, business-to-business, and would have a recognition in the commercial marketplace. And there are several global brand owners that make cleaning products and personal care products and apparel that have invested in this carbon chemistry and are, are making, have certified and labeled through the BioPreferred program and are marketing and selling USDA certified bio-based products. And then another component of the program is the federal preferred procurement program. Can you share a little bit about what that's about? Yes, there, there are two initiatives or two implementation processes that BioPreferred uses to achieve its goals. We talked about the consumer-focused initiative, the certification and label to impact market pull. The other part of the program is involves us using our, our, our money to develop tools and resources and other types of training to help federal agencies all over the country meet their regulatory requirements as a part of a sustainable acquisition, purchase a, a certain amount of bio-based products identified by USDA. So you indicated there's 3,500 products that are now in, is that in your catalog? Is that what I remember? I'm glad you asked about that clarification. So the BioPreferred program has an online listing or catalog of bio-based products. It's at our website, biopreferred.gov. There are about 15,000 products in our catalog, 15,000 individual items. 3,500 of those 15,000 are what we call USDA certified bio-based products. Those products are, are manufactured by companies who have our voluntary certification and label process. And as a result of this external third-party testing to the ASTM D6866 standard, these companies have earned the right to use the certification mark or the label. Tell us, what is a bioproduct? So a bio-based product is a product that contains a certain amount of new carbon, not carbon from dinosaurs or oil, but carbon from recently expired things like grasses and plant residues and things like that. Well, you know, I, I often talk about those of us that are advocates for bio-based products and a bio-based lifestyle, that it's not that we're anti-oil, but which would you rather have, fresh peas out of the garden or canned peas? I think that's an important point, Danny. It, it's not necessarily either or. There's room for both. 
you know, a barrel of oil is extremely important to global economies and commodity products. You know, we get our gas from oil, we get diesel, we get jet fuel. You know, the, the building blocks of other items are made from oil. And I think it's important to be really straightforward about the fact that it's not bio-based versus petroleum. These are just innovative advancements that are coming about as a result of different consumer interests and different demand. Kate, as you know, the Bioproducts Innovation Center here at Ohio State University has for several years done surveys of consumers. And recent survey, we identified that 8% of our consumers indicated that they were very familiar with bio-based products. That's still a small number. When they learn about bioproducts, they indicate very strong support and interest in purchasing bioproducts. What do we need to do to get this out there to more people? That's the question of the decade, of the era. I think that's a question. What do we need to do to get this out to more people? That is a question that any entity that provides a product or a service is asking themselves every day. It strikes me that for you, it was a matter of both being in the right place at the right time, kind of stitching together your interest in sustainability, and then just making yourself available to help drive these kinds of industry interests. This is hard for me to talk about because it's pretty deep. It's big picture personal, professional stuff. And I still have a a good amount of my career left. And I I have a really good sense because of my history with Energy Star and my tenure and my work I've done for USDA and BioPreferred, I feel like there's a lot that's still unfinished for me. And that really excites me, even being mid-career or mid-to-later career. I think that if I could provide some advice to the next generation of innovators and inquisitive students and early career professionals, you used a phrase that, that is really important. It's be present, just be engaged and ask questions. I would think we all should be lifelong learners in our journey with our career. And we all should be in organizations that appreciate asking questions because that is a signal of a good mind and somebody that that wants to be a lifelong learner. And organizations are like that. And if they value curiosity or asking questions, that probably does tell a lot to you about whether this is the kind of vibrant community you want to be a part of. I can understand that. Even though I've never worked directly for you, Denny, at OBIC, I've interacted with you long enough and worked with your staff to know that OBIC is an organization that values creativity, inquisitiveness, and drive, and and authenticity. I think those are the characters, the personality traits of of those who will come after you and I and continue this bio-based movement. What are some ways that individuals that care about this kind of a program or the BioPreferred program can be helpful to you? Are there internship opportunities? What are some opportunities that might be available to young people 
to be able to help advocate and champion bioproducts? I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for young people who, again, want to ask questions, want to be engaged, be present, figure out how they can bite off a piece of this movement and chew it up and make progress in their individual community or the environment they're in, you know, in a high school or a college. I would first just suggest that, again, going back to something I talked to you about, is that they ask questions. Start with the questions of those in charge. Have you thought about this? What are the opportunities here? We all work in places and spaces, whether it's our home or our schools or our places of business, where, where services are being provided and products are being purchased. And oftentimes, Denny, activity and change just begins with somebody asking a question. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about bio-based products? And then I would turn that back over to you, Denny, in, in answering that question. I think you have a project in place called Cable that I think is priming the pump for young people who have a passion and an interest in this sustainability area to get more involved and become a leader and an ambassador primarily in their university communities. And I think there's a tremendous amount of promise associated with that activity. I'm really curious about this one thing I found on your LinkedIn account that you were with WUVA radio. There's this phrase on there, lock it in and rip the knob off. (laughs) Oh, you're going back into my deep history. Um, When I was in a, a university student, a college student at the University of Virginia, I was a part of a volunteer student organization that ran a commercial radio station. So it wasn't a college and university station. This was a commercial for-profit FM radio station that played contemporary hit radio. This was back in the 90s. And this radio station was called WUVA. It had a couple of paid employees, sold the ads and, and managed the office. But all of the programming, the news and the sports and the music programming, the personalities were all students that were at the university. And many of us were studying media and marketing and communications, but not everybody. It was a real diverse student group. And the slogan for the radio station at that time was WUVA, lock it in and rip the knob off. We want people to become serious listeners of bio-based radio. And so lock it in and rip the knob off. Stay tuned to more information about bio-based radio. Thank you for listening to BioBased Radio, and thank you to our guest, Kate Lewis, for being on the show today. BioBased Radio is a production of the Bioproducts Innovation Center at The Ohio State University. Produced in association with the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture. BioBased Radio is hosted by Denny Hall, produced and edited by Casey Needham and Brad Collins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, plant the seed with a friend rate and review on iTunes.